0: away from McCulloch first he gets the call of Lord Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Beau Nicholson, and I am joined by Daniel Friend from south of the border and Kieran Gibson from north of the border. It is, of course, State of Origin Week. That's coming up in exactly a week's time, uh, give or take about five hours, depending on the kickoff, as it usually does. Kieran, we spoke on Monday about the Queensland team that dropped. How, are you still feeling really, really confident about
1: how things are going on our side of the border? I mean, I, I think back to 2020 when we had allegedly the worst Queensland team ever, and I still had hope for us that year. So, I look through this squad now, and honestly, I, I, there's not a pig that I don't like. Um, I'm very happy with the team. Uh, very much looking forward to next Wednesday, and yeah, can't wait. This
0: feels weird. I don't like this sort of confidence. Um, so, Friendy, please tell me that you're feeling a
2: bit more confident after our chat on Sunday. Yeah, it's just gone 4-0 New South Wales. Oh, sorry. That's, that's in a week's time. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous uh, going into this series. I think there's um, all the injuries and form are not really on our side. We do have all those, those good Panthers players at the moment. But, yeah, Queensland have picked a very strong side, probably the strongest I've seen in a while. And the thing that scares me most is their coach and coaching staff with Slater, Smith and Thurston, um, yeah, look out. I'm not gonna
0: tolerate this sort of Josh Hannay erasure. Um <laughs> Frendy, your bold came up last week. If memory serves for Indigenous round, you mm-hmm. decided that eight indigenous players would cross the stripe and obviously they did. They did.
2: Yes, I think there was nine in total. So I, I ticked them off uh, the other day and-, and the boys did their culture proud and-, and got my bold up. So yeah, well done. Well, that actually brings me
0: to my wildcard award, if I may. Uh, the Napoleon Dynamite award for goddamn that was fucking awkward goes to Xavier Savage. Who, after a pretty blatant, almost deliberate, forward pass from Titans and now Raiders legend Jamal Fogarty, Xavier Savage put on a pretty slick chip and chase move, leading to what he thought was a try and a Matty Bowen-esque try celebration, as it was Indigenous Round. Fantastic stuff, except the pass was called back, and Savage was left dancing while everyone else was getting ready for an eel scrum, and it was fucking awkward so he wanted to be one of the indigenous players crossing the stripe uh not to be on that particular occasion but uh, i did enjoy the awkwardness
1: kieran what was your wild card award for the week i've got the the thank god for phenomenal for trivia for saving face award which goes to me um, <laughs> my tipping my tipping in bowls have been awful this year but i can proudly say i have at least beat Friendy once this season in phenomenal trivia <laughs> and you beat me too as well uh we've we, put up a good
0: yeah. fight, but you uh, you really earned it last week. And let's see if you can retain the uh, championship this week. I have got a couple of uh, hairy, uh, state-of-origin-themed questions lined up for you guys. Freddie, what's your wildcard award this week?
2: My wildcard award this week is the John Farnham Award for having the best voice. And that goes to Ray Warren, ah. who has today retired. Um, after over 50-something years in broadcasting. So we won't be hearing Rabs at origin time anymore, which is a massive disappointment of mine. But, um, yeah, I absolutely love Rabs. I think everyone, after a couple of drinks, can probably do a Rabs impersonation and... um, yeah, thanks, Rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you need a
0: couple more beers in the sheds uh, just quietly <laughs> for that one. But uh, yeah, I actually, I read it was 55 years and 99 State of Origin games. They couldn't get in wow. across the Bradman. line for 100. Yeah, he Bradman. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed. Obviously, he is the the benchmark and it, it'll feel like, especially for you and me, friendy, who are big cricket guys, it'll feel yeah. like listening to the cricket without... Bill,
2: yep. Tony, Richie. Richie, yep,
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, love rabs. And uh, he's called some, well, he's called all the big moments of of my football watching years so yeah it's going to be really sad and um, yeah unfortunately we, we might be left with Matt Thompson calling origin so wow <laughs> isn't
0: that a step down I, I just can't imagine Matt Thompson being like that's not a try that's a miracle you know I can't I can't, I can't picture yeah. it I just it just doesn't have it in me but uh, anyway yes indeed I, I echo your sentiments uh, congratulations on a great career to the great Ray Warren fan of the show I'm sure Guys, let's, uh, let's talk about something that I'm not a huge fan of at the moment is the whole pay and situation. So basically, as, as the Intel would have it to my best knowledge, is that he's on about 750, 800K a year. That's already been upgraded since he started playing Origin, all that sort of stuff. And he's contracted for a couple of years. And he basically uh, has got a new management team. They've decided that they want to try and play hardball with the Broncos about getting a further upgrade to his contract. They weren't willing to play ball to their satisfaction. So they've decided they're going to ask for an immediate release about round 12, in 2022, as the Broncos are knocking on the door at the top four and now in it. And the Broncos crowd were not happy about it. They were booing. And, and I'm sure Kieran uh, can speak to that in a moment because mm. you were there uh, with Owen and all those cheerleaders. And <laughs> <laughs> go, Owen, go. And uh, now we've learned that apparently there's been a, a bit of a backflip and they're going to and Payne Haas' camp is settling down a little bit. And, Kieran, I I do want to get your thoughts on that because, as I said, you were there. Um, What was it like? What was the atmosphere like? Because it it felt like as soon as his name popped up on the screen or as soon as he got the
1: ball, people were booing him. Yeah. So, I I think they call out um, the players. I think they do it for every NRL game. I'm not too sure. At some stadiums, maybe not, but anyway, they, they called out the players over the big screen, and even when Haas got shown on the big screen that he was in the, the lineup, um, there was quite a few boos ringing around Suncorp. Obviously, the stadium wasn't full by then, so we had to wait until kickoff to see what the full reception would be like, but they were, yeah, they, they definitely ripped into him. They were not happy. Um, we had a, a few blokes behind us yelling out um, Payne Haas' uh, Instagram slogan, uh, which is loyalty over numbers. Um, <laughs> The crowd kind of picked it up, like it was almost like turned into a chant for a little bit. Which I, I mean, he would not have liked that. That would have been very hard for him to hear. But I think it was fully deserved. Uh, I have to admit that, that it had taken a slight a slight backseat in my mind, despite being just six seven days ago. But it was. People have said he would have been poorly advised by his management, or his management would have led him down this path, helped lead him down this path. But I I, I still think the player has to have enough. Uh, sense to kind of think for themselves and sure the money and premierships chasing that elsewhere would have been a big lure but Broncos have really been loyal to him and, and the Broncos are also looking on the up they're in the top four um, so it, it made little sense and then I think the worst part of it all was that it was an immediate release it wasn't even a um, seeking to come to some sort of terms where if the Broncos like that succession plan that he had in mind but I, I think the Broncos rejected it where. They had to make top eight and then top six and then top four in successive years for him to stay. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's just very – I mean, for me, it was a very dickhead move from past. Um, I didn't like it at all. Uh, You look at JT to Penrith in 2013, um, JT possibly doesn't win that premiership, another premiership other than the one he won with the Bulldogs. If he goes to Penrith in 2013, maybe Penrith build a squad good enough for JT to to help them get over the line, but um, he would have had no fairy fairy tale with a club he was so loyal, or a club that was so loyal to him, uh, and in a region he loved. And I would have to think that Haas has got to have some sort of sense that he would love to win a premiership with the club he started at. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I thought it was just the immediate, uh, just wanting an immediate release. Uh, obviously, there's stuff in the background that we don't know, but I thought that was very strange.
0: Friendly, uh, I imagine you were watching on TV, and you would have seen that Darren Lockyer made a beeline for him straight after the game, and yeah. you know, and Haas admitted that it, it rattled him, and, and he did look a bit upset. Do you think he has every right to be a little bit upset, or do you think he should be a bit sheepish about the fact that it's it's not a good look?
2: Oh, mate, you're in the public eye. You've got to cop the good with the bad, don't you? Especially when you're sort of putting yourself before the rest of your team and the rest of your club and the the people cheer the jersey. They don't necessarily cheer the player. So if you're going against that jersey, then you're probably going to cop a little bit, aren't you? So um, the one thing I do know is I think it's a little bit messy for Paul Payne. He's only 22 and um, his previous management were the All Brothers and they basically Payne's left them, they're now trying to sue him for the remainder of the contract or the percentage of that that they're owed from Mm -hmm. him. His new management, who obviously, if the contract registered with Brisbane is still under the All Brothers, this new management won't be getting any money. So that's why they're pushing Payne to negotiate again, because then they get a clip of this million-dollar contract. Mm where. Basically, no one's looking after Payne Haas. I I don't think. uh, He's he's only 22 and there's no way he has any business acumen or anything like that legal sort of understanding of what's going on. I understand that at the end of the day, it's his call, but they're there to advise him and get him the best deal. To me, I think they're just trying to line their own pockets. So, yeah, I I tend to sort of feel for him a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's – I'm kind of – I'm kind of in the middle on that one. Like,
2: I I, I see
0: exactly what you're saying there, Friendly, because I, I think you're right. I think it is a management decision and a strategy to not only, A, yep. get them any payment whatsoever, like you mentioned, but B, an increased payment because the next contract will be worth more, almost certainly. Yeah. Uh, so, the, you know, there is that element for sure. And yes, he's only 22. And by golly, I was not making good financial decisions when I was 22. But- one thing that i probably would have done is being real loyal to my mates and yep. and when you're already on stupid money um it it, it may, it's it's tough for the average rugby league fan let's be honest it's a very blue collar yep. sport the the average rugby league fan looks at a 22 year old making 3 quarters of a million dollars a year and goes
2: he's going okay um and yeah, he was also signed on as a 15 or 16-year-old on $600,000 a season when he wasn't even playing first grade. So it's it's pretty rich of him to say, like, I, I want more money. Uh, I do understand that. But is that him or is that his management? I guess that's what we're trying to, yeah, sort of work out. I, I don't know. Uh,
0: so now that he's backflipped, do we, do we think that he will legitimately settle down? Like, Kieran, like you're saying, the Broncos are on the up. Do you think that things will settle down and he'll stay at the Broncos long term or is, or is this the beginning of the end in your, in your opinion, Kieran?
1: I heard Kevin Walters come out and say that they're they're confident. Uh, I don't know if he actually used the word confident because I remember when I read it, I I thought it didn't sound like all that confident of a statement. It just sounded like passes here at the moment and he's staying here until the end of his contract. Uh, to me, it, it sounded like after that we don't know what's going to happen. But um, Kevin didn't want to allude uh, to that getting to that far. Um, so I, I really don't know what he'll do. I, I think the Broncos are on the up. I think that they'll continue to go on the up. So I think if it, I, I think Hass will be smart enough, surely to, to see that with the Broncos and, and want to, as you said, stay with his mates, um, have have some success with them that he's built a bond with over the years and. Friendy said he's earned heaps when he was young. Yeah,
2: I, I actually, yeah, I'd say I'm leaning towards him uh, that he'll stay.
1: What do you think, Friendy?
2: Yeah, they've tabled it till the end of the year. So it'll be made then. And I have a, a real feeling that Ben Iken has sort of said, look, we'll give you an upgrade, but just can you just leave it till the end of the year? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where they've landed and it'll all go away soon
0: it'll be very interesting to see what the broncos do they may have looked at what the cowboys have done which is the 10 year 10 million dollar deal with jason tamalolo which at the time as a cowboys fan i thought was amazing value and for the first few years or so it looked to be that way but now i'm starting to realize that maybe having a big forward with not the best ball skills uh you know the game's evolving a million dollars a season might not be the best value for an aging forward, and I don't know. You know, Payne Haas is probably going to be in that sort of territory now. A million dollars a season coming up for his next contract, so it'll be very interesting to see if the Broncos think he is worth that money, uh, and whether he does indeed become a West Tigers legend. Uh, that may well. That may well be on the cards. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, speaking of the West Tigers, they are the topic of the first question in phenomenal trivia, and now it's time for.
2: Gee, I hate this word. Phenomen- phenomenon.
0: Phenomenal. Phenomenal, Phenomenal trivia. Yeah! There's a little bit of a state of origin theme uh, to the three questions and the tiebreaker as well, actually. And there is a who am I for the third question. Now, there's two answers for this first one. So you get half a point for each if you get one or the other or whatever. Um, okay, first question. In 2002... The baby Broncos were without their head coach and nine of their players because of state of origin. They beat the West Tigers, the legends, 28-14. For the full point, give me the hooker who was their captain for that game and the assistant coach who stepped up into the head role. More friendy, Friendly. Um, Casey Maguire. Oh, a fine guess, but incorrect. G-8, maybe. Yeah, okay. Incorrect. No, I was say and who was the coach? Uh, Bellamy. Craig Bellamy is correct. So that's half a point for you, Friendy. Kieran, you get a free stab at who the hooker was that stepped up to captain. Casey Maguire was in the team. In fact, he scored two tries, uh, but mm. I think he played centre. So, uh, yeah, it's wide open. If you want to have a stab, it's pretty tough. I'll give you that. It's tough.
1: Nah, I've got no idea. <laughs> was
0: it Barry Barnes? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it was not. It was Shane Walker okay. of, of the Walker brothers, you know, the very famous uh, Intrust Super Cup or Host Plus, like it's called these days, uh, Cup coaches, the Walker brothers, Ben and Shane. So Shane Walker was the captain and hooker in that game. So half a point to you, Friendy, for the Craig Bellamy answer. Question two. Which current player, and I should clarify that that means currently registered in the NRL, Super League, or whatever, like currently playing at the professional level. Which current player has scored the most State of Origin tries? Friendy. Friendy. Oh, Josh Addo Carr? It's not Josh Addo Carr. Oh. So, Kieran, free stab. Who has scored the most tries of any professional oh, player instead of Origin football?
1: Um, surely, this uh, Super League is just in there to trick as a trick part. Um, <laughs> um, I've got no idea. I'm just going to say James Stidisco.
0: It's not James Tedesco. Jag- Gagai? It is Gagai, so I'm going to keep it at zero each there. Dan Gagai has scored 11 tries from his multiple, multiple games in player of the match uh, performances. Josh Adokar has scored 10. He's the next yeah. on the list. Wow. Uh, and then uh, Val Holmes and Tom Tavoyevich have both scored 9. So if Turbo, I mean, Turbo's striker at the moment is just stupid. So he'll be up there in no time, injury permitting. So the score is still half a point to Friendy and zero to Kieran. So this could decide it. In fact, it will. Um, who am I? I was born in 1959 in Kunnamulla, Queensland. My rugby league started out at Bodesert before moving to the big smoke to play for valleys with Wally Lewis and then Redcliffe in the BRL. I was signed by Manly in the early eighties. Trendy. And- oh, he's gone early. He's gone early. Paul Vorton? It's not Paul Vorton. Shit. <laughs> So, Kieran, you can can basically just wait this one out. Let's see if you can get it. Um, Before joining the Gold Coast as an inaugural player in 1988, retiring in 1991, I played 14 times for Queensland, but just nine of those were state of origin matches. I also played three games for Australia. Friendy, do you know who it is yet? Maybe. <laughs> I have someone in mind. Okay. I'm well known for my passion. Mm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. was involved okay. in State of Origin well after I retired. And yeah. Friendy is kicking himself right now because Kieran's going to get two in a row. I predominantly played in the centers and was a center in the inaugural State of Origin match. Oh, my- I definitely know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> my first name and last name start with the same letter. I was also oh, Come on. I was also <laughs> player of the match in that first Origin match and also the second match in 1981. I was
1: the so man. Not oh, okay.
0: Kieran, uh, <laughs> Malmeninga. <laughs> no, it's not Malmeninga. It's not oh, Randy, it. re-buzz. <laughs> Randy rebuzz. Randy <laughs> rebuzz. Oh. Kieran, should I
2: let him?
1: Yeah, well, I, I have no idea. Okay.
0: I <laughs> yeah, you go on. It's the big lunatic, Chris Choppy Close. It is Chris Choppy Close. Uh, The rest of the question was, he was the manager of Fatty's Nevels in 1995. Mm. Nickname is Choppy, Chris Close. Uh, You know what? I'm going to give you half a point for that. I'm going to have a tiebreaker because you, of course, buzzed out the first time. So, we're going to make it... Actually, no. That makes it 1-0 to you. (laughs) <laughs> never mind <laughs> trendy you're the winner of phenomenal trivia well done <laughs> what was the tiebreaker uh the tiebreaker out of curiosity yeah have a crack at it um queensland has scored more points across all set of origin games than new south wales but what is the points difference friendly 20 and what would you say kieran Probably 20 for any (laughs) notice. No, I don't know. I knew it was that the other
2: year or something. It's something like that.
0: It's 22. Yeah, that's really, really good. Uh, 2014 to 1992. So, like, that's pretty close. Uh, 22 points. Yeah. Uh, So, Queensland have won like eight more series. Um, but a lot of those have been very, very close. And then New South Wales have had some blowout wins like last year, for example. So, uh, well done, friendy winner of Phenomenal Trivia. Congratulations. One nil to Kieran and Kieran. Sorry, your, your reign as champion was short lived indeed. Uh, <laughs> let's move go forward. The to- <laughs> well, they go to the blues. No, nah, nah, yeah. that's, uh, you lose a point for that. Uh, no <laughs> one wins Phenomenal Trivia this <laughs> week. The, uh, speaking of, uh, origin, of course, You know, it's that time of year, and that means that a lot of teams are affected by state of origin, and there will be around 13 this week. So, there are four games, and let's talk about those right now. Now, So they've got the Titans and Cowboys this Thursday night at 7.50pm from Seabus Super Stadium, expecting a huge round of applause for the Titans at Seabus. Uh, in terms of team news, they've got no Tino Fatsumali Aoi and no David Fafita, who is also out. He's injured, though. Uh, the Cowboys will be without Tom Dearden, Valentine Holmes, Ruben Cotter, and Nani because they're all playing for Queensland. Uh, in terms of returning troops, the Titans welcome back Mo Fodawaker. And the Cowboys welcome back their captain, Jason tamalolo friendy. Who's going to win this and why?
2: I'll be sticking with the Cowboys here. I think they've got a real good culture happening up there under Todd Payton. Uh, They still do have plenty of good players playing. The Titans just, they do dumb things. They leak points. They're without basically their their big inspirational leader, uh, Big Tino, who is making 200 plus meters and and no one else seems to be giving them any go forwards. So, yeah, I'll be expecting a Cowboys win here.
1: Yeah, I think the same. I also think it's a, a little disappointing with the scheduling. Um, a Thursday night and just before Origin, so not all the Origin players are there uh, between, between two Queensland teams. I think that's a bit of an odd one. Um, I'm not sure why they've done that, but yeah, I'll be tipping the Cowboys. Although, to be honest, at
0: the start of the season, you're probably only predicting uh, Tino, Fafita, and Holmes. Would probably miss with origin so maybe they thought that they could get away with it but uh, you know cotter nana I did and they've all impressed and uh you know maybe, maybe fought away I could have snuck in there too but yes uh, i will also be backing the cowboys one of those ones where it's close enough that i'm going to go for them anyway i do agree with you friendy i think the culture is a big difference between todd payton's cowboys and justin holbrook's titans and something for the titans to work on for sure the next game is between, speaking of cultures, my goodness, it's the Panthers and the Bulldogs on Friday night from Blue Bet Stadium. Now, the Panthers are missing six Origin reps with Cleary, Luai, Crichton, To'o, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yeo. Uh, Kurt Falls will debut at 5'8". The Bulldogs, uh, in perhaps the most backhanded way possible, will be unaffected by Origin, uh, including Josh Adokar, uh, which was a bit of a surprise. Kieran, who's going to
1: win and why? uh i've got the panthers with their their next man up mentality um i can't really see too many holes in their side despite the amounts
2: of changes uh yeah i've got to tip them yeah i'll be tipping the panthers much the same the the culture out there is outstanding and uh i think the guys on debut like kurt falls he'll be jumping out of his skin to play play footy in this team so yeah sean o'sullivan will get them around the park and and penrith to win One thing I I do want to point out, I
0: also think the Panthers will win. One thing I want to point out is that, you know, when Cleary was away at the start of the year, uh, Sean O'Sullivan slotted in really beautifully, but he still had Luai and he still had Yeo. He doesn't have them this time, so it will be an interesting challenge for him. But the Bulldogs are just a basket case, and the Panthers forward pack is almost unchecked, apart from, of course, the very important Yeo. And Liam Martin, who I think is replaceable in the team in terms of his role. Um, so I'm going for the Panthers as well. The next game is on Saturday night from Four Pines Park. I sound like Mick Ennis just then. Four Points Park. It is the Sea Eagles and the Warriors. The only origin rep from either side is DCE. Uh, the Sea Eagles are bolstered by the return of Jason Saab, Martin T'Pau, Carl Lawton. The Warriors are, are welcoming back Wade Egan and Bailey Sirenen. Friendly. What do you make of this one?
2: I like Manly here. I think uh, Warriors leak points, especially out on the edges, and that's where my boy Josh Schuster likes to attack. So, yeah, Manly for me, and I, I reckon they can rack up a score. Do you like the fact that Schuster's
0: been moved into 5 Love it. It'll be uh, interesting to see Kieran Foran playing back on the right. He hasn't done that for a long time, but uh, I imagine that's the way they'll go uh, with
1: Schuster dominating on the left, as he usually does. Mm. Kieran, what do you think? I think, yeah, the Warriors are one of those teams that kind of only look happy when the ball's in their hand. So, they don't really want to defend. I think the Eagles also could rack up a score. I'm going to take a risk here. I know it's
0: a big risk, but I'm going to tip the Warriors on this occasion. I don't really have a, a rhyme or reason for it. Um, just one of those funny feelings, and I'll probably be proven wrong. Uh, although, my tipping's been outrageous this year. I have got 7 out of 8 again last week. I don't know what's going on. Um, flex um and the last game is on Sunday afternoon uh, the Raiders have the four o'clock time slot again it's the Raiders and Warriors from GIO Stadium now in terms of origin reps Jack Whiten and Josh Papali'i are out for the Raiders uh they got Matt Frawley slotting into five eighth again and he did pretty well when he was there replacing Whiten recently the Roosters will be without James Sadesco Daniel Tupo, and Lindsay Collins Um, But they'll have Joey Manu moving to fullback. So, like, you know, while Tedesco is the best in the business, Joey Manu is a pretty good replacement.
1: Kieran, who's going to win and why? Uh, I've got the Roosters. Um, You said it with Joey Manu going to the back for Teddy. Uh, But also on Sunday, I thought the Roosters showed, or the Raiders rather, showed plenty of the form that they've been showcasing in the few rounds prior. But I thought they also got shown up by the the more classy and talented side. Um, I think that that will be the same case on Sunday. I, I forget sometimes that you're a big Joy Manu fan. You
0: had him as your fullback in the auction at the start of the year, um, and it'll be his chance to show his wares here. Friendly, I know you're also a fan of Joey Manu at fullback. How do you see this mm-hmm. one going?
2: Yeah, I think the Roosters will, will win and win well. Uh, from what I saw of their big star signing, Jamal Fogarty, on the weekend, he looked very short of a gallop, uh, looked pretty heavy mm-hmm. for mine, and defended disgracefully. Um, didn't even lay a hand on Sean Lane at one point, which was yeah pathetic so i'll um i'll be tipping the roosters and i think yeah the left back rower for them will be giving Fogarty nightmares which is angus Crichton. so yeah Ooh. look out Ooh. yeah good point <laughs> titans and raiders legend jamal fogerty
0: uh, i too will be going for the roosters i've been big on the roosters right from the start of the season and it's taken them a while to sort of uh, reward my faith but they are starting to so i'm going to keep riding that train even without their big stars all right, guys, that's it. that's it for this round. So let's talk about some bold predictions. I'll go first. I think the Baby Panthers will, or maybe the, um, what would you call them? Like the Puppy Panthers? I don't know. Baby Panthers. They will win by 13 plus with a Kurt Falls try on debut. Friendly, what's your bold prediction?
2: Uh, I'm going to go the Back Row Bandits. So Viliami Kikau and Angus Crichton, I think they'll score three tries between the two of them.
0: Nice, nice. I, I, I see what you're talking about with uh, Crichton versus Fogarty. Uh, so you, maybe he might score all three.
2: Yeah, potentially. I, I think Kikau might get over the stripe this week. I reckon he's in for a big game, been playing well. Uh, up for a big game and a big game. And
0: Kieran, what is your bowl prediction this week?
1: Yeah, talking of a, a big game and a big game, I've got Tamalala to nab at least one Dalian point with 200 plus running metres, a try and a Cowboys win. I tell you what, if he scores a try and goes over
0: 200 metres, I think he'll get more than just the one Dalian point. But that's, (laughs) that is playing it a little bit safe. I like it though. It's good, bold. Guys, thank you very much for your time this week. We've, I booked you both in for two sessions this week. So I I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, do we have any, any shout outs before we go? Uh,
1: Ruben Cotter is one of my favorite players to watch at the moment, debuting on Wednesday, next Wednesday night rather, but probably the most excited I've been to see a a player debut in origin since Cameron Munster. Um, so yeah, hope you go as well. My shout out
0: this week is to the film Top Gun Maverick. Not that they need my help because plenty of people will see that movie. I don't know if you guys have managed to catch it, but it is electrifying. (laughs) It is so, so, so good. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big Tom Cruise person because I think he's a, a weird dude, but, uh, as a film star, he is unparalleled at what he does. He's done it for like four decades now. He's just the best action star in the world and he proves it once again. So do go out and see Top Gun Maverick if you can.
2: Uh, shout out to the great Ray Warren. Uh, yeah, just well done to Rabs and thank you for all the memories and good, uh, good calls over the years. <laughs> <are full-time> <laughs>
0: Above the Horizontal is brought to you by The Pioneer Australia. Find them on Facebook or at www.pioneeraustralia.wordpress.com. The panelists are Miles Stedman, Kieran Gibson, and Daniel Friend. And it's hosted and produced by me, Bo Nicholson.